Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. It's Courtney Galster here with my co-host, Ann Canoodala. And today we have a special guest, Stephanie Fowler, who is a wife, mom of four, former corporate executive and CEO of Austin Fowler, which is the handbag and work bag company you need to know about as a working mom. We're excited you're here. Hi, Stephanie. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I feel like we've been talking about your brand um, offline quite a bit because Anne and I uh, just love your designs, but it's nice to actually meet you face to face and see the person behind all of the magic. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Um, you know, if you look at my story, it's very unlikely. I have no background in design. I've never worked in anything with manufacturing. Um, I actually, um, I'm a CPA and I have my MBA. So I rose up through like the corporate world. So I had a totally different path than what I'm on now. Um, but it was a lot of different things that kind of brought me in this direction. One, um, I, you know, I always had a tug on my heart that I wanted to start something. And I knew I was kind of created for something different, I believe. And I wanted a certain life um, that allowed for a lot of family time, but I also knew that I wanted to be fulfilled professionally. And I think it can be difficult sometimes to find that in the traditional corporate world. Um, But, you know, I have four little kids and when, um, We had twins. Our oldest wasn't even two. So we had three little kids under two. And I grew very, very frustrated that, you know, I couldn't find a bag that kept me organized because at that point, you're just looking for some piece to like give you some, you know, calm and organization. And I thought if I had a diaper bag that kept me organized, but what if I could have a a bag that kept me organized, but was chic enough to carry into the office too. And I couldn't find that, Um, you know, so I thought, well, if I'm looking for that, other women must be as well. So that was really kind of the start of, well, do you think, you know, in in talking with my husband late at night after we put the kids to bed, do you think we could ever come up with something? And so I would start kind of designing. And I use that word um, very lightly because I can't even sketch, but I would start coming up with this bag that would be my dream bag, you know, that would keep me organized on the go with the kids. Um, But that I still felt polished because I think the other piece was, um, you would often hear women say, I feel like such a hot mess, you know, especially women with young kids. I feel like such a hot mess. And I, I, it just hurts me when I hear that, you know, cause I know how chaotic that feels. And I know how, um, you don't feel as confident as a woman. And so I, I believed that, you know, a simple bag that kept you organized could help you to feel more polished too. So we started going that route and we thought, okay, well, let's, let's come up with our own and let's create our own company. It can't be that hard. Right. Um, so, you know, I didn't have the luxury of leaving my corporate job. 
Um, my husband had a photography business for years and he would, you know, do that on the weekend so that one of us could always be with the kids. And so I couldn't just leave my corporate job and, you know, start this business and go full force into it. Um, so what it looked like for us for many years was just, I worked full time. I'd come home, make dinner, you know, we'd have dinner together as a family, spend time with the kids. And once the kids went to bed, I'd be up until one in the morning, just trying to grow this company and doing the next thing. And, um, so I don't know that that's like the healthiest way (laughs) to start a company, but it's a season. It's a season. It is absolutely. Yes. And I knew it was a short-term sacrifice, but, um, I didn't know of another way to do it. And it ended up working, you know, and over the years I could slowly kind of cut back on my corporate job and, and go more towards our entrepreneurial venture. And it worked out well. I love that. And your bags are absolutely gorgeous. And I feel like Courtney and I Google them all the time. So (laughs) it's so fun to hear the story behind that, because I think, you know, it's really inspirational and a lot of people out there, they might have that dream or, you know, that desire that they want to do something and to know that you can do it. It's hard work, right? And you might have a season of, dare I say hustle, which is my least word, but you know, I think when you think of it in the sense that it's a, it's a season, right. And this isn't forever. And what I see on the other side of it is worth putting in the effort now that I have to put the effort in. And now, so tell us, because now you're not working that corporate nine to five, and this is your full-time gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now and. It's funny because it's still a very um, different life than my corporate job was. Like it's, we integrate our personal, our family life with our um, business, like very closely. So I work with my husband. He's my business partner. Um, That was a journey figuring out how to work with your spouse, but it's (laughs) been great. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. It's, it's a challenge on its own. It is right. It is. Um, but it has been incredible and we've learned to appreciate each other's strengths and differences. And, um, but I mean, you will see, you know, we had our team works remote, um, some of the days here and you'll see our kids running around the office here. And to me, that is the best thing in the world because they have a front seat to watching their parents grow this company and they see the highs and lows and they get to celebrate the victories with us. And, um, it's just such an incredible experience. And I don't, they don't realize what a unique experience it is because that's all they know. You know, they've grown up like carrying boxes for us to the post office and moving inventory boxes. That's just what they know. Um, but it's it's been incredible to be able to really merge, you know, our family life and our and our business as well. But I love that too. I think that you know what you're giving your children is such a gift in order for them to really be able to see like what goes into owning your own business and, you know, the hard work that you put in. And I'm sure they experience both the highs and the lows because, you know, they're around that. And sometimes I think it's so easy if you work outside of the home, you know, the kids just, oh, like mom and dad are gone at work and they don't necessarily know what goes into that day to day. But when they're there to experience it, they can kind of, you know, learn through, your examples and what you're building on your own. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's even the conversations at the dinner table, right? So it's, you know, my husband and I will be asking the kids how their day was. And then naturally it'll flow to something that popped up during our workday and they'll see us 
you know, and we don't even realize it at the time, but we're kind of working through some decision or some issue that we need to resolve. And they're sitting there just seeing that and, and understanding, you know, this is just kind of the daily workings of owning a company. And um, so I do think there's a lot of valuable lessons that they can grab from that. And I think what we've told them too is just start something, you know, just do it. And it, it, there's no guarantee that it will work. Um, if it doesn't start something else, you know? Um, so I don't think there's a fear of failure in our house either. It's, um, you know, you won't have that reward if you don't take the risk. And so hopefully that's one of the lessons they're gathering from this too. I love that so much. I think it's so interesting too, to watch your kids grow up in an entrepreneurial household and just like, even the conversations that they have with their friends are so different than, um, you know, than if they didn't get to experience and see that firsthand. And like for my kids, I left the corporate world when my oldest was a year and a half, almost two. And so he's never really known anything different. And now he's almost 10. And the conversations that we have, um, you know, frequently he'll bring up something that he heard us talking about in business and that he's now like worked out in his head and, oh, you're not doing, you're not going to do this because you don't have to go into an office and, you know, X, Y, and Z. I can't even think of a great example off the top of my head, but it's funny to hear him talk about that, those things at 10 that like, I didn't really even think about till maybe 25. (laughs) Absolutely. I know. He's like, pop your balance sheet and your (laughs) P&L. I know. Well, and just like, oh, well, that service wasn't as profitable. So you're not going to keep offering that, right, mom? Like, yeah. That's true, but that's really not a conversation I was prepared to have with my nine-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think another thing it does too is it opens their um kind of realm of possibilities to what's out there. You know what I mean? And I think so often, um, and and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this, but so often kids get on the track of okay, go to college and get a good job. And but what if you don't like that job? And what if you don't like that career path you took? And um it, I feel like it opens their their mind to, if there's a problem in the market, there's something that's missing, what can you do to fix it? If that's something you have the skill set to do or a product to bring to the market um, and create value. So it just kind of opens them up to, I can do something, I can build something, or I can go to work for another company, either way, mm-hmm. you know, but the point is design the life that you want around the priorities that are important to you. I think there's just so much for them to learn too. And I love when you talked about, you know, if you don't take the risk, there's no reward because I think it's really easy even as adults. But again, we're talking about our kids and the experiences we can provide for them about seeing what someone else has and seeing Mm -hmm. the highlight reel quote unquote of Instagram and not understanding what it takes to get there. And that yeah. sometimes it takes three failures before you find that success or you know that it takes a lot of grit and it takes mm-hmm. a lot of late nights until 1 a.m. working two jobs to make your dreams come true. And I think that's so important for our kids to see oftentimes, you know, I'll talk about different things with my boys too about okay, well like, you know, I I thought about going down and, and doing this opportunity, but now my business is evolving in this direction and just showing them that like, it's okay to make decisions and have 
them not work out. And it's okay to, you know, watch something evolve and not necessarily have it be this like picture perfect because Mm -hmm. it teaches them that it's okay to fail and that failure is actually where you're going to learn the most. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think it, um, kind of eliminates that delusion of follow your dreams, you know, like that sounds lovely, but like you said, Anne, there's a lot of grit and hard work that goes into that and probably some failure and disappointment along the way too. So it's, um, there's more to it. And so they can see that, yes, you can absolutely have, you know, what that life that you are looking for, that you are wanting that dream that you are passionate about, but gosh, prepare yourself and buckle up because it's a road to get there, but you can do it in your own way too. You know, you don't have to get there in one year. You can get there in three years while holding tight to your priorities too, um, or however that looks, but, but don't be disappointed when you fail on the first time or, you know, cause entrepreneurialism too is a, it's a series of setbacks and failures, right? And you'll try a lot of things that don't work, but that's how you get to the things that do. Do you, how did you, um, work through your priorities when you were getting this started? Because I can only imagine four kids, corporate job, building a business on the side. Like how did you make that all work? Mm-hmm. You know, when I was still in the corporate world, it was, we were at the point where working from home wasn't necessarily a common thing. Mm-hmm. You would have flexibility, you know, if there were maybe bad weather days or something along those lines, but you didn't see people working from home like you do now. Um, so, you know, as I prepared to do this, I started to try to work out in my mind, well, what are some alternatives? I know I need to continue to work full time right now. Um, and I know because of the position I'm in, I can't just back down from that either and say, cut me to 20 hours a week, you know? (laughs) So I experimented with different solutions where I would say, okay, let me condense my work schedule and work, you know, four 10 hour days. So I'd get there early in the morning, work till the evening, Um, or work until, you know, maybe five o'clock and then I'd go home, but then I had Friday to be totally with my kids. Um, that's when I could run them to doctor's appointments. I could plan something fun with them. Um, so that was one way where I first carved out more time just to be a mom. Um, and then I also made, I made sure that when I was at home, I was really present with them. You know, there's some things that I think, you know, um, you look at, others living their lives. And you're like, well, I don't have time to do that. You know, like I had to make some sacrifices. There were social events I didn't go to because my priority was my kids. Um, and I thought, you know, there's always the time for that later. I held, I held close to obviously important friendships. I didn't neglect those. Um, but no, I can't be going out to all these different events because, I only have a certain amount of time with my kids and I will guard that fiercely. Um, And so I think it was making some of those sacrifices in the time that I did have as mom. Um, And then there were certain things that were incredibly important to me that I wouldn't give up. You know, dinner time with my kids was so important. That's something I, um, and that's not important to everyone and that's completely fine. But that for some reason was just something that stuck with me that I had to do. So even in the chaotic years where they're young and they're popping up from the table and running laps around the table, you're like, please sit down, please sit down, you know, and my husband and I are looking at each other, like, is this worth it? You know, should we just, 
Um, so, but it, it is because that's a cadence now that my kids understand, like we have dinner together every night, um, whether you like what mom made or not, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how it wasn't perfect, but I knew what I had to have certain kind of rocks that I had to have. And I worked around that. Um, and again, you know, like, and like you said, I, I hate to use the word hustle, but I did have to do that for a season. I did have to, you know, work late at night. So then again, what did I give up? I gave up going to the gym in the early morning, you know? And so I don't know that that's always a good thing, but I knew it was a season and I would try to make up for that in other ways too. Um, so I, I think it's one of those things you can't have it all at one time, um, but you can have it in different ways and you can have what's important to you. So I just had to kind of shed what was, I had to pick my core priorities and kind of shed the rest. I think it's so important to recognize that because you want to do it all as a mom, like as a parent, you always want to do all of the things and be involved. And I mean, even down to, we were just chatting before the show about how crazy the month of May gets when you have kids in school. And, and honestly, when you have two, three, four kids, you can't, and you work, you can't make it to all of the things that they have going on in in the month of May. And so you really just have to prioritize the things that are most important to you, especially when you are in a busy season with your business, because that's not always the beginning for some people, the beginning is the slower part and you'll go through cycles where you're busier and not as busy. Um, so just figuring out what those core priorities are is so important. Um, the other question I had for you is how did you know, so you were working your day job, you have Mm -hmm. the side business, uh, that you're working on nights and weekends. How did you know, or figure out when you could actually take the leap to leave your nine to five, to go full-time with your business? That's such a hard decision. I know. <laughs> it, um, <laughs> that is that is such a hard one. Um, one, because we never wanted to put our family at risk financially, right? So knowing that one day when I leave my corporate job, I mean, that's a, that's a huge kind of step down. But it's also, that's your identity. That's, that's what I was tied into was I had worked so hard to get to this point in my corporate career to to prove to myself that I could do it, you know? Um, and so it was hard to step down from that identity, but also the income. Um, I did have a unique situation where, um, since I do have a financial background, um, my parents own a company and they had a part-time CFO who was retiring. So they needed someone stepping into that role. So that was still a huge, that was a way for me to sidestep into more hours with Austin Fowler. Um, it's still going from this salary to this salary. It's an adjustment, but I knew, you know, I would kind of model it out myself and I would say, okay, do I think if I now have this many more hours to pour into Austin Fowler, can I um, generate enough income to kind of cover that? And I was confident that I could with the strategies we had in place. So that's how I was comfortable leaving. Um, because I knew, you know, there'll be some months in the beginning until the engine really gets going that, um, you know, I spent the first few months when I left the corporate world, just building the systems that our business so desperately needed. Um, so I did that. And then after that kind of got going, then it was able to replace my income. But, you know, I think it's that temporary sacrifice once again, you know, we won't be going to Hawaii this year on a luxury vacation. 
but it's playing the long game. You know, can we kind of step back for, I always, I always like to tell people this too. It's kind of like those wind up cars that your kids might have. It's like, you're pulling it back for a little bit because you know, you'll be able to go further faster. And that's how I saw it. I never wanted to, I knew I couldn't just cut loose completely and not have any, you know, other kind of safety net, but that was just a little safety net that it gave me to cover benefits and some income and things like that. So I was willing to make that financial sacrifice for the time being, because I was betting on myself that I, I thought I could grow Austin Fowler to replace that. Um, and it did, but it also involves a lot of creativity and, and strategic thinking too, you know, well, it so, was taking that risk, you know, and it was, yep. And, and if you don't take it, I mean, gosh, you can stay in that safe place for so long. Um, you know, and, and you and I were even talking about with us going into this office space too, you know, sometimes it's easy to kind of bottleneck your business and say, I'm just going to stay here because this is comfortable, but you have to take that leap of faith and say, our business is ready for this. And if I don't make that move, I am stifling the growth of this business. Um, and, and that's the point where I felt. And, and so my husband, I made the decision I'm leaving, we're going to go this route. And, um, it is, it's scary, but it's so exciting. And I will bet on myself any day. Cause I know I'll put the work into it to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Well, and I know too, it's, you know, like you talked about staying in that place of comfort because yeah. it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it takes getting uncomfortable to find and allow yourself that growth opportunity because growth isn't just going to happen. Like, right. you know, I mean, yes, maybe you could get lucky, but that's pretty rare. It's yeah. really, you know, it's about taking those risks. It's sometimes it's about saying no, because if you constantly say yes to the things that are safe and keep yeah. you comfortable, then you're going to stay in that safe and comfortable space. But when you say no, you allow just so much more to open yeah. up. And when you take that risk, that's when you see the biggest reward on the other side you know, but it's not a guarantee. So that's why it's risky. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, you know, I've heard other entrepreneurs say this too, um, before, and it's like, well, think of the worst case scenario. If it all went away tomorrow, would you be okay? Could you start and build something new? And I think you just have to have that confidence in yourself. Do I know how to do that now? No. And I think that's been the whole thing with our journey of building Austin Fowler. Do I know how to do that? No but I know that we'll work to figure it out. Everything is figure outable. Right. <laughs> Not a word, but it's figure outable. <laughs> I love it. That's so true. So what do you see being the biggest difference from the time when you worked in the corporate career and kind of decided to start this business and today, like from, from a lifestyle perspective, how has it changed your vision, your perspective, or how you look at work-life balance? Um, gosh, well, I think there's a few things. One, I think it's so exciting now because the possibilities are endless, Mm -hmm. you know, really like we are the lid on our own success. So to the extent that we grow, um, my husband and I grow in growing this business, then Austin Fowler can continue to grow. Um, so I think that's incredibly exciting. Um, but I also think it's hard for a while to shed that corporate mentality of, you know, if during the day you take a couple hours off to go do something with one of your kids, it's hard to not feel guilty about that because you're so trained to work during these hours 
that it's like, well, shoot, am I not working hard enough? Am I not being productive? And so it took longer than it probably should have for me to get rid of that mentality and be like, Steph, it's okay. This is why you built your business so that you can take that time to be with your kids um, and to not feel guilty about it. Um, But it's really like, I think I sit down every month more often than I ever thought I would. And I constantly reevaluate, am I going where I want to go? Does their family life look how I want it to look? And not saying it's ever going to be perfect, but am I moving in the right direction? Um, So I feel like I evaluate that far more often than I ever did when I was in the corporate world, because I know that if I don't feel like something is on track or something's out of balance, I can shift it and I'm in control of that. Um, Whereas I think it's a little harder to change things around sometimes, you know, working for a company, depending on what position you're in. Um, So I I think I'm just so excited all the time now by all the possibilities that are out there and, and, um, and where, what kind of family we want to build and, and where we want to take, you know, this life as our family and this business. And, and so it's just fun to dream. And, and know that you can now put the strategies in place to actually make those happen. Well, and I, I love what you talk about, and we were talking about this a little, a little offline, so I might have you elaborate more, but just, you know, you're in control of the growth of your business. And I think as entrepreneurs, there, there's that struggle with, okay, how much do we want to grow? How fast do we want to grow? Because you can somewhat be in control of your growth. And if that growth feels off balance, you know, you might not want the same time of type of growth or speed of growth that someone else is looking for in their business. And how do you make sure and kind of rein it in so that you're still finding that balance between growing your business and your company and maintaining the, the family life that you want? That's a great question. Um, yeah, I, I think something that comes to mind right away is we have had a lot of offers, um, from investors to invest into Austin Valor. We have turned down every single one, um, one, because we value just our freedom and our independence. And this is our, this is our baby, you know, this company is our baby and we want to grow it how we want to, and we don't want to have to answer to someone else and grow at that pace. Um, I never want to feel like I have to, um, kind of pick between my family or my company. Um, so, you know, we have, um, Austin Fowler has grown really quickly, but we've also been able to put our foot on the gas at certain times where, you know, if one of our kids has a health issue or something that's kind of all consuming and I'm like head deep into figuring that out, then we'll kind of put Austin Fowler. We've had to do this a couple of times in our, um, over the last almost seven years, where we've had to put it on autopilot where, you know, I'm not strategically trying to grow it at the time. It's just growing organically. Um, but I take my foot off the gas and we just, we let it maintain and we, you know, we're still fulfilling orders. We're still, but maybe I'm not designing as many products that year because I have this other thing that is really important and it's a little all consuming at the time. Um, so fortunately that does not happen often at all. But I think that's a true luxury to have the ability to make that decision to say, we have to keep this going. We want to keep this going. But guess what? I need to focus over here right now. Um, And to have that freedom to do that, I think is huge. Um, So we've done that. We've, uh, but we're also at the point now where um, we want to grow 
in a way that's responsible too. We try to grow debt-free as much as we can. Um, so we've operated very lean for a long time. So again, we could have grown at a much faster pace if we would have taken on investors that had made those offers, or we would have acquired a huge amount of debt to really just pour more products into the market. That didn't feel right to us. That felt um, too stressful to us. And I, again, I think it's that line between you want to push yourself and challenge yourself with growing your company, but I think you'll know when it feels wrong. You know, when it feels like this just isn't in alignment with where we want to go. Um, we do see this being a much bigger company as we continue to grow over the years, but but it has to grow in a way that we're comfortable with. We can um, grow with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, like you said, it really is a gift and a privilege to be able to make those choices. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people who are entrepreneurs are pulled in this direction because you do have more control over kind of that ebb and flow. And it's not to say that it's easy, right? No. Um, and it has its challenges all the time. Um, but you can make those choices of, okay, you know what, right now in this season, like this is my priority. And, um, you know, next season, it might look like working until 1am every night, yeah. because that's what I need to do. But I can ebb and flow as my family needs me to. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Agree a hundred percent. So if you were to give someone advice of someone who has like this dream or inkling or, you know, they, they want to, they have an idea that they've always wanted to act on. Um, what is the one piece of advice that you could give them to maybe help give them the confidence to move forward? Um, you know, this was something that was so important to us, but for the longest time, we spent a year even developing Austin Valor before anyone ever knew about it, before any products came to the market or anything. And we spent that year, just Vince and I talking about it and we didn't share it with anyone. Um, and I think for a while you have to kind of hold that pretty close to you, unless you think you have someone that really will support your dream. Um, because what you may run into is, other people may give their doubts and opinions and they don't mean it in um, you know, a detrimental way, but they may not see the vision that you do. They may not be able to dream as big as you do. So they may be trying to kind of keep you safe by saying, well, you know, do you have experience in that? Do you have a background in that? Do you have the funding for that? No, but we'll figure it out, you know? Um, so I think if you share those dreams too quickly, they can get squashed pretty quickly. So during that time, we really researched stuff and we we made sure we had a plan in place. And of course that plan has evolved over time. But I think the main theme is um, wait, wait until you really share that dream with a lot of people, unless you think you'll have people supporting that because you kind of need to get some momentum behind it before people start giving their input. Because especially in the early stages, you will get a lot of criticism and you will get a lot of people kind of sharing their doubts and their fears with you until they start to see some tangible success until, you know, and it can be a couple of years until they start to see that and feel it. And now they're on board and they believe the vision too. Right. But in those early years, if you let that doubt and, and fear from others um, kind of come into your mind, unless you have an incredibly strong mindset, you know, that isn't affected by that. Um, you may give up on it. 
And um, so I would just encourage you to work quietly on it for a while. Um, I don't know that that's really traditional advice that you would hear a lot of places, but that's what we found to be incredibly um, important and effective for us. Well, I think that's really important. And I, you know, I think too, I'm assuming you guys took a lot of those ideas and not only did you dream about them, but it sounds like you were very actionable about writing it down and doing your research and things like that. And so I think sometimes it's also about just making sure that you've thought it all through and, you know, put, put kind of everything on paper so that you can have that confidence to then, you know, move forward and say, no, like, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. Yep, absolutely. And I think by having that time really quietly to research it and build that plan, you start to build that momentum and in turn that confidence. And so then when those doubts and and fears come from other people, it doesn't impact you and it doesn't, you know, get you off course as much because you have more of a belief, you know, um kind of rooted in yourself and and where you're going. Uh, but until that point, I think it's easy to be like, well, maybe they're right. You know, maybe this is a hard business to do, even though that's not their background. They really don't know if this is a hard industry to go into. That's just what they've heard from their neighbor or something. Yeah. Um, so and yeah, it's usually it, a reflection of their own insecurities and their own lack of confidence in themselves doing it, not necessarily a reflection of you. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. So now living the life that you're living as an entrepreneur, owning this successful business, what do you, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit of like what it looked like in your corporate career and what it looks like now, but you know, for you, how do you continue to make sure that you're constantly living that balanced life and just really making sure that, you know, as you grow your business, you're still keeping in check what works best for you and your family? Mm -hmm. Um, That's a great question because it's something that I was just working on this week. Again, I start to feel when I need to take time to pull away and just think and plan. Um, So, you know, it's hit me our oldest and he's only 10, but you start to realize I only have so many more summers with him, you know, before he goes off to college and that realization really sticks with me. And gosh, that is something I do not want to mess up is I never want to get to the end and think, I wish I would have done this with my kids and not, I mean, I don't, I don't um, aim to be the perfect mom. I never will be, but I want to make sure I'm intentional with my time with them. Um, so, you know, earlier this week I was, I had on my planner for the week, I said, you need to plan summer. Well, I plan summer about three times already, but our kids get out of school this week. Apparently my mind thinks I have not planned it enough. And I don't mean, you know, like what time are we going to wake up? I mean, do I have everything scheduled? Like the big rocks, like where do we want to travel with the kids this summer? Um, you know, we have a, a couple smaller things planned and we have a couple, times a year where now we always take trips with them. That's just kind of our tradition now. But what else do I want to happen this summer to make sure that they have those experiences and that we get to make those memories? Um, and it can be something as simple as going to one of the local parks around here or something, you know, but really planning out so that time doesn't just happen to you. But if I don't put it on the calendar, it probably won't happen. You know, you'll always think you have more time later, 
and time just flies by. Then you get to the end of summer and you're like, oh my gosh, the kids go back to school in a week. How do I fit all this stuff in? You know? So I, I feel like I'm constantly pulling back and saying, what does this next season have to look like? What do the next three months have to look like? Um, what do we want to make sure our kids learn from us by the end of this year? Um, you know, and I, I don't know. Those are, those are just some things that we try to focus on as a family. And I guess more so me, I'm much more of a planner than my husband is. Um, but that's just a tug at my heart is, you know, make sure you get these things scheduled and planned. Otherwise there's always something that will take your time and attention away. And I just never want to feel like that time passed us by and we didn't get to make some of those memories. I am such a planner too. So this is very <laughs> relatable to me, but I love that because I think so often as entrepreneurs, we talk about, you know, stepping outside of our business and really focusing on our business mm-hmm. versus just in the day-to-day grind. And I, I love that perspective of also stepping back from your day-to-day family life and really looking at your family life as a whole and, you know, making sure that you're not just getting sucked into the, you know, rinse and repeat of like laundry and dishes and, you know, but like what memories do we want to make and what priorities? And, you know, sometimes it's honestly, it's, it's leaving white space on the calendar for me. It's, you know, I want to make sure that my kids get bored this summer. I want to make sure that we have those nights at home where we're sitting in the hammock reading and we have nowhere to be. And so, um, I love that perspective. That's great. Yeah, it it is. I love the idea of them getting bored. We do that all the time. Our kids have very, very limited screen times. Apparently they are the only kids in their school that don't get video games. Like (laughs) we talk about that all the time offline, by the way, you and I do. Yes. Yeah. Apparently they've told us mom and dad, we are the only kids that don't get video games. I'm like, well, I guess you're the only ones then. My kids don't either. So don't feel too bad. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, right now they probably think we are the most boring, restrictive parents and, but it's like, no, we want you guys to have that time to play outside into Um, you know, our kids are involved in sports and different things, which we think there's a lot of value there in building some of the life skills. Um, but we make sure we have a lot of time for them just to be kids and just to, um, you know, even if it results in a lot of kind of bickering back and forth between the kids, that's, that's a byproduct of it too, I guess. But, um, we're willing to put up with that for kind of that other experience that we want them to have. Yeah. I love that so great to chat with you and hear about your incredible story of how you, I mean, you really, you really made it happen with limited time and, and took a leap of faith and trusting in yourself and, um, just how you've kind of built your business around your family, I think is really aspirational for a lot of people that are looking for more than what they have right now, or maybe how they can reformat their own business to be more family focused or more focused on the things that are important to them. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us today. Um, We'll drop all of Stephanie's contact information, including the link where you can go check out all of her beautiful bags in the show notes. And we will see you guys again soon. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you liked today's show, we'd greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.